Thanks for coming to this session. My name is Dan Tennis. I'll be your host. Uh, my guest is Rich Wiles from out in Maryland. Uh, Rich has created an incredible document that I think will be really helpful for a lot of health and PE teachers. And we'll kind of walk through that and he'll, he'll discuss sort of what it is, why he came up with it, how he kind of created what he created. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive right in. Rich, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. It's, it's fun to talk to you on a normal weekday through uh, the wonderful internet again. <laughs> right, right. Well, why don't you go ahead and uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your teaching experience. So, I uh, just finished my 15th year. I teach in Savannah Park, Maryland, where I live too, um, right near the water. So I spend some of my time on the water. I teach in elementary, but I seem to be I've written uh, phys ed curriculum pretty much for every level. So uh, I currently do that most of the time. I kind of uh, been doing a lot with Open over the years, uh, doing their curriculum development, and now I'm back to kind of consulting on the side when I can on different curriculum projects. Nice. So you 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 definitely are when when I think of avid curriculum writers and, and top-notch curriculum writers, you know, you're you're one of the names that always come to my mind. Uh, but I know you do other things. So you're obviously a teacher and a curriculum writer, but you 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 serve the the help and PE profession in other ways. You mind shedding a little bit of light on your some of your experiences with that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've worked on numerous things. My most current project right now is I'm a president of Shape Maryland, uh, trying to work on new models here in the past year. Uh, we've been really redesigning the organization. And uh, one of our big things is since uh, kind of COVID uh, has hit, is uh, we started developing kind of a re-entry plan here in Maryland, which is kind of my main focus projects right now. And uh, we're kind of working just, just trying to get our educators prepared and uh, get them going. Uh, I kind of learned a lot when I was writing the active home lessons weekly when uh, the spring when COVID first hit in uh, March and kind of writing them week to week with open and kind of learning what I liked and what worked and what I think didn't work and kind of kind of went from there and kind of started developing different models that we uh, are hoping that in Maryland we're having good luck with creating our different uh, webinars in our series right now. So that's kind of my projects at the moment. Nice. So you've the I think the, the the why that you you mentioned you know we, we as educators uh, we need, we always start with our why you know and then and then work backwards. So you mentioned the why is that COVID has hit Maryland and you're just noticing that there's a, a lack of resources. Like what what kind of resources have you been finding out there that are available to you um, that have kind of helped shape and mold uh, sort of what you've created. I think the key, I think the, the, the why is, is I think we traditionally in physical education shared a numerous amount of equipment. We've kind of taught a similar way. We've been standards-based in physical education or many systems are working towards standards-based. But the problem we had was we were so focused on psychomotor uh, grading and we were very focused on, you know, just the whole group experience or small group experience that when COVID hit and we all had to go to an e-learning uh, remote learning style, our learning systems that we had weren't in place. And our, 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 my biggest thing with what we're doing now is we're kind of having to redevelop and kind of change the models that we've been using over the years because uh, the problem is that we now, if we stay in e-learning, kids are going to be working at home, they're going to have uh, a smaller amount of equipment. If we're going on a reduced amount of uh, students going to school at a time, you know, you're not going to have the same amount of equipment because of the exposure of germs. So 
I think phys ed is this shift that we have going on right now. And here in Maryland, we're trying to prepare with that by creating a couple different resources and making sure that our educators are both safe as they go back and if they have to re-enter the classroom or if they're staying online, but also making sure students are still receiving quality uh, instruction uh, for this fall and could be all year. You never know with this one this time. Yeah, absolutely. And and when I was looking through your documents that you that you uh, you linked me to, I loved that you were focusing on the social emotional learning, the SEL components, as well as I think you called it SBL standards based learning. You know that 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 really really spoke to me that this is this is what we need. This is the SEL stuff is what our kids and our school needs, and the standards based learning, the SBL stuff, is what our profession needs and needs to continue to to strive for. Um, so before we get too much into the details of the document, um, is there anything more that you'd like to share? Like, uh, is this something that you've gone out and done on your own? Is this a, a Shape Maryland initiative? Uh, just kind of walk us through a little bit um, about how this whole thing came about. Um, you've done that a little bit, but is there anything more you'd like to expand upon? Uh, I think uh, Maryland, Shape Maryland, we're a small group. We, we are a small functioning board and uh, we only have, there's about uh, 13 of us that consistently do a good amount of the live work here in Maryland. And a couple of us started, we all started kind of having weekly meetings as March occurred. And what we started noticing were that a lot of educators were really focusing more and more on going more uh, physical fitness based with their activities and more of like scavenger hunts and things that, you know, just, it was an easy go-to because kids would do the physical activity or do the fitness log at home and they would do, and that was the easy part. But what we started noticing was, was the physical education piece was the, the challenge. So the idea behind this was we started, we started with the executive committee. There's three of us on it, uh, Brian Griffith, uh, Nick Thompson and I, and we kind of started throwing some ideas together and then we proposed to our board here and our board also we invited supervisors from around the state and MSDE and we decided to form a partnership and, and the key was was we all we, we wanted to make sure everybody was ready we wanted to inform and do our best to just prepare and that was kind of the key behind this movement so from there we've had other states that are uh, taking the concept and kind of going with it and trying to help us out and we, we're trying to just make it so that no matter where educators are, they're hopefully ready for this fall and whatever form that we'll be in. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, one in my experience as a teacher, uh, if I go to a, my principal with an idea uh, and a solution, it's more likely to happen than if uh, I rely on the principal to come up with a solution. And usually if I, as the educator, come up with it, it's going to be geared more toward in my favor than if the principal does. So I like that you've got this forward thinking uh, you're not going to wait and be reactive. You're going to be proactive with trying to create something. So I really like that. Um, now, I think now would be a good time to re uh, remind people that the resources uh, that Rich is going to uh, talk about here are on the landing page. So if you want to pause right now and pull those up, that would be a good time to do that. That way, when he's talking through this document, you can kind of refer back to it and see exactly what he's talking about. So if you want to pause. And then now we're back. All right, Rich, why don't you go ahead and walk us through what you what you have so far, what you share with me. So, uh, so what we did here in Maryland, was we developed a system called the Shape Strong Initiative here in Maryland. And it really came out of was the biggest thing was when we were not really happy here in Maryland when the CDC published their initial uh, document for school uh, leaders where it said that physical education could be canceled. 
and we really didn't like that language. So right there, it, we were we had to go being very proactive. So we wanted to make sure because in Maryland, before this hit, there was a bill being proposed that was going to increase uh, daily physical education and movement time. Uh, though it was a non-funded mandate, it was still just a really good step forward, but the bill kind of fell apart as COVID hit and this uh, legislation got canceled for pretty much the spring. So our idea was we needed to make sure that we were being proactive. So we first did our letter, we followed up with uh, to the CDC one saying, hey, we don't want Phys Ed to be canceled, but we need to make sure that resources and modifications are gonna be made for our educators because the weird thing with COVID is, is COVID, it has uh, our factor that it spreads very quickly, especially in the setting of the physical education classroom because of our movement with uh, particles, also with the amount of breathing we do. So our idea was we made this program, it was called Shape Strong, and we proposed this um, about a month ago, I think we are. So it's pretty simple and it, it works on the idea of strong. It stands for, sorry, I have to use my own notes because I forget them. Uh, social emotional learning and with standards-based learning is our S. Our T is teaching strategies. We also have resources for our educators, online professional development. Uh, we then have our national and state partnerships, which we're really working hard right now. And we have guidance documents with the state. So SHAPE Maryland here is working with our state department and we are providing uh, the resources and documents that they need to make sure that it aligns. And we're also working with the Shape America documents to make sure they all align across the board. So our idea was with the Shape Strong initiative was we wanted to make sure that kids, they've been going through a lot this spring. We wanted to make sure that they had all, they had come back with an SEL approach, but we also are working on the standards-based learning approach. So we really want to focus on that as we go into the fall. The relationships are going to be key. If we continue with e-learning, our, our style is going to have to be different. So we really kind of have to think about how we're going to build those relationships without that face-to-face -face instruction. And if we have a hybrid model, it's going to be some a little more challenging too. So uh, that was one of our big things. We were really starting to work here. Um, we are also doing a more and more. We just added a new series. We're also working in uh, equity and diversity and inclusion. We have all that starting up too. Our first one of them is, is should be recorded by the time this is out. And um, so we've kind of been trying to make PD available. The biggest thing is we've been trying to develop teaching strategies. One of the big things we're having is in Maryland, we're preparing for four different models here. We are preparing for a remote learning off offering. Uh, so if that would be if students stayed online or if they had to be online, we're doing a hybrid and we're trying to, dis we broke hybrid down into outside, with uh, no equipment and classroom physical education. And then we also did a, more of a traditional high risk models, we're calling it, where we're physical education with equipment, but no contact sports. So we started making all these different resources. The biggest resources we're working on right now to finish up for before school starts is uh, hand washing lessons, uh, face mask lessons, making sure that we're preparing our educators. Also kind of uh, developing equipment lists, the best type of equipment uh, educators are gonna need so that when they do go back in the fall and if they're going to be using equipment, how to really sanitize it, make sure it's disinfected and it's ready to be used. So we're really focusing on that. Our resources that we're going to be offering, we have made this model. It's called, it's our standards resource and we're hoping people will kind of uh, build on the idea. But we took the Shape America standard boxes and what we did was we are taking like the standards and we're putting them at the top and then we're using there's four different categories below, and we are making uh, suggested activities, but also assessments, so that if a kid is at home doing remote learning, 
they can still have the same quality uh, education lesson. They can have the different assessments that teacher would need. It's all listed there. Same thing for the different hybrid models and if they were in the gym. So our idea was we wanted to, for every standard to have at least uh, some type of an activity of how they could perform it based upon the social distancing standards or remote learning standards. Also the assessments that could be used at that point in time. So our goal is to have, our goal, we originally tried to get it out by July 1st, but I think it's going to be August 1st. Our goal is to have at least a few samples done for each of them. And I know that the, all the resources that are saved in your area are also going to be shared. And uh, people, we've been sharing the template with anybody who wants to help their districts out too. And I hope we just ask them to share it back. So the other thing, sorry, the, the only other things we're really focusing on is professional development. Right now, Shape Maryland is recording just like uh, in Shape is. In shape, I'm, I'm horrible at this. In shape, uh, they, uh, we are we we we've been recording our own. We have about 13 hours of professional development. Many of our educators, uh, our school districts, did not give us credit uh, for our hours when we were off. So we are having to do professional development hours. So we are giving up to right now. I think we have 13, possibly up to 15 professional development hours this summer of PD to prepare our educators. So so far, we've done you know teaching with COVID. Uh, we have Shape Maryland's a, a conversation about race. Uh, we're working on differentiated models. We're working on uh, instructional strategies for our educators. We're really trying to prepare our educators for different ways that physical education is going to look for the fall. And our goal is to try to modify this series as the school year progresses so that our educators can kind of see where we're going. Uh, that's kind of the idea behind it. And, and our biggest thing is we're working partnerships. Uh, we're trying to use all our partners that we have. We're trying to work uh, some skills-based health lessons in, which is one of our big things we're trying to work on right now, of ways to teach those concepts from home. We're also working uh, a lot of the phys ed stuff we're kind of working on, just kind of trying to get everything ready for people and making sure it's just good best practices. Our idea behind things is we want to run it through peer review with our educators to make sure that everything's just consistently just a strong developed lesson. So that's where that's kind of where we're doing here in Maryland. Well, I, I love it, man. I, I I think it's fantastic, and I think it's exactly what a lot of teachers need because there are teachers out there that are thriving throughout all this, like they're tapping into creative resources that they know they've had or that they've never known never known that they've had. Um, and others are struggling, and then there's a ton that are somewhere in the middle. So I love that you've uh, that you and and your your colleagues out there have created something, and I love that it's a template, like you're saying that that other people can use. So I'm looking at it right now, and I one of the things that stands out to me is obviously you're talking about the different um, risk categories. So you got the phase one e-learning only, which is a low risk, and it looks like you got two branches for the medium risk. So in a classroom or in a gymnasium or outside. And then the phase three would have been that physical education with the COVID guidelines, which is a high risk. Um, but I love that you've also, not only did you start with the standard, and you've got some assessments in there, but you've also typed in some ideas. Like I'm looking at the one that, that's phase two, uh, medium risk, no equipment. That's the, that's the gymnasium or outside. And that you've got on there, the, you know, just a couple classic games like red light, green light, wolf, wolf, what time is it? Um, I, I love that you're saying that, you know, we can still do some of the things that, you know, we've we've kind of always done, but it's going to look a little bit differently. You know, we don't have to throw everything out. You know, we definitely need to rework it and look at it. But, you know, some of those some of those classics can still be played. And, and I love that idea. 
Uh, so kind of, can you kind of walk us through what your thought process was? How did you come from, you know, jogging for a distance or jogging for time and a sustained duration uh, to, you know, red light, green light, wolf, wolf, t what time is it? How do you, how do you get from, you know, point A to point B? So the, the best way is you just need to look at the language of the standard. And um, that's kind of the key to it is, is you just have to look at the language of standards. Our standards, the cool thing about the phys ed standards are most of them can be taught no matter where you are. It's just the interpretation of the, the standard. Uh, one that we shared in our webinar that I think was a great one was uh, like in the spring, like with the different activities we have, we did storytelling yoga. It, you can still do yoga at home. You can do it there. Just like if you're doing the locomotor movements, like or listening to that document, uh, e-learning, you could do the locomotor movements at home. They just have to go outside or go into their neighborhood or go into, you know, wherever they have some open space and they can participate in those activities. The nice thing is we are at a, the, the, the positive with COVID is there's this thing called technology and most Chromebooks, iPads and different devices. Uh, students can record themselves doing the skill and you can still give the feedback if they're at the e-learning point of view. Or if they can't do that, you could have them work in paper and pencil and it would work fine. Uh, the, the classroom one was the most challenging one. Sometimes, I think the classroom models are the little harder ones. Sometimes you might not be able to meet a standard in a classroom setting. So you might have to think about how you're going to do that. For the, the reason we went with the basic traditional games, like you said there, was uh, most teachers know how to do them. It's really was looking at how to teach them in a way that kids are not interacting as much. As much as they used to. Uh, a lot of you've heard, you know, if you've gone and gotten a coffee, you have those social distancing spots that are there. Uh, a lot of groups are working off the 10 by 10 grid or 12 by 12 grid uh, activity areas for participation. And the idea was we could still play red light, green light because you're still going in a straight back and forth, but you could do them between social distancing spots. You could use that area and use your space correctly as you could. Or if you went outside and, and Truthfully, at that phase two, inside or outside, I would go outside. It's uh, just the germ spreads really low outside, and the more you can teach outside, the better. But uh, you could do those games and still have all those space, but still hit those standards, which is very nice. The nice thing is, if we, with the hybrid learning style too, that's really nice, is uh, the kids could do the activities in class and then go home and do the assessments that way too, if they have the technology home. It depends on your school district setup or if they have the ability. But uh, I, I think that's the key is, is you just got to look at that language. You got to figure out how you can modify the activity to meet social distancing guidelines or whatever guidelines are set up by your school district and kind of go from there of how you can perform the activities. But we can still teach quality physical education no matter where we are. I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you. You know, I've, uh, a couple of years ago, I had no gym. I had an outdoor space, the parking lot behind the building, and plus a, an elementary-sized classroom. But I was, you know, it was a middle school. Uh, we were renting the upstairs of an elementary school, so I had middle school bodies in elementary classroom. And, you know, we still, we still got some workouts in. We still did some throwing. We still did some kicking inside and stuff like that when the weather uh, got nasty and stuff like that. So, I, I, I know that for a fact and I 100% agree with you and I thank you uh, for, not, um, for not forgetting about that element that teachers are going to have to possibly be there and travel from classroom to classroom or it might fall on a classroom teacher uh, on certain days or something like that to deliver that content. So thank you. Um, and so you were, you were going to share this resource with us, correct? Uh, on, the, on the landing page, you're going to provide links for it, Rich? 
Yep, everything will be posted there. Everything is located at shapemaryland.org too. Uh, you see my my uh, Twitter handle is on this uh, call, so you can reach out to me there. I've been sending it to people through direct message consistently. So, yeah, we will. My thing is, we all need to. We're all in this together. So the more we can work together and be successful, hopefully we can all learn and kind of get through all this and. Hopefully we'll all maybe see each other in Baltimore this year if you're coming to the national convention, but we'll see how that goes. Well, we, we bet I, I'm planning on being there, so it, it better go off. I mean, you know, if, if, you know, missing Salt Lake City, man, I, woo, <laughs> I was hurting. I was hurting. So Baltimore better go off. Um, but no, thank you. Uh, thank you for your willingness to share. Thank you for your hard work and all this. Cause I, I know this stuff is not easy. Um, you know, I've been able to pick your brain a little bit and kind of see, you know, in the campfire and everything that you set up, the, the, the was it, was it, it was called a campfire or a campsite or whatever, you're like, just your thought process is like so, so high level. Um, but there is, a, there is going to be a link at the bottom of this video uh, where you can provide feedback and get your PGP certificate for viewing this. And just a reminder that one form will do both. Uh, the contact information for Rich, as well as the resources that he mentioned, are going to be on the landing page. Um, I don't know what stage it's going to be in by the time this goes live, but you said hopefully by August 1st, the, the document will be ready to go, Rich? Uh, the other, yeah, most documents are being worked on at the moment. Uh, the webinars are recorded there on shapemaryland.org. Uh, if you need anything, just reach out to me. But yeah, our goal is to have it. Our goal is since we're working with the State Department, we need to get it up by August 1st. So that's our drop dead date for the moment. So. Yep, and a, a lot of Indiana schools will be back in session uh, before then. So it's nice that at least the template that you've provided will be up so that teachers can kind of go through and like you said, plug in the standards, look at the terminology and then kind of go from there and, and everything. Uh, feel free to tweet about this. Uh, if you do, please tweet and tag at Indiana Shape or use the hashtag InShape2020, that's InShape2020. And like Rich said, his Twitter handle is on the bottom there, on the bottom of his window. Uh, so feel free to tag him on it as well, reach out to him. Uh, I know every time I've reached out to him, he's gotten back to me, uh, helped answer all my questions. So he's a great resource to have. Uh, and man, I'm just so glad that, that I'm on your team, that I've, that I've got you out front and being a leader on this one. Thank you so much. Thanks, sir. Good talking to you, too. It was fun today. <laughs> yep. All right. And with that, uh, I, I'll bid you a farewell and, and best wishes and blessings on a great school year. See you guys. Thank you. Bye.